You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3. This is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. And our guest, Jeff Simmons, says when he started ministry, he never expected that the business and finance principles he studied in college would be so valuable to his ministry and nonprofit experience. So how about you? If you are in ministry, could you use more help, effective in business and leadership? Well, we're going to talk about that with Jeff, who's also the founding and senior pastor of Rolling Hills Community Church. Jeff, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Bridget. Good morning, Eric. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm not sure every pastor can say that they have a finance degree from Baylor University. So you said, let's get a book to them to give them some help. Is it possible to give them all that wisdom you re- you gained as a uh, as a student? Well, I don't know, but I know that when uh, God called me to ministry and, and I just went in, I was just like, whoa, there's a lot of business stuff you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends in ministry. And and so over the years, been able to talk to a lot of people about it and say, hey, I know we all need help, right? But there's there's ways that we can get better in this. And uh, so hopefully the book will help other pastors and nonprofit leaders and Christ followers uh, to further use the resources that God's given us for His glory. Let me just ask, so isn't that what the deacons and the elders are supposed to do? Is is that really their job and the senior pastor can be away from it, or does the pastor need to have some understanding also? Oh, I think the pastor needs to have some understanding also. I think every Christ follower should have some understanding. You know, you go to Matthew chapter 25, right? You got the parable of the talents that Jesus tells and about, you know, this man going on a journey and he gives five talents or bags of gold to one servant and two to another and then one to another and the in the first two the five and the two they go and they put it to work right and they and they double it and jesus you know tells the story the master comes back and says well done good and faithful servants but the one goes and buries it and he doesn't do anything with it and jesus says you wicked lazy servants so i think we all have a responsibility for the gifts, the talents, the abilities, the resources that God's entrusted to us to maximize those results for the glory of God. Let's talk about some of those principles. You mentioned in your book there are five R's when it comes to business and ministry. What are they? Yeah, thanks, Bridget. Um, Reclaim. So let's reclaim. You know, we've lost ground over the years spiritually, but let's reclaim that for the glory of God. Reimagine how can we do ministry differently? How can we use what God's given us today and, and revitalize and revitalize by the power of the Holy Spirit into our churches, into our ministries? And let's restore, let's restore hope. You know, our country needs hope, right? Our world needs hope today. And then revival. And that's what we're praying for, that God would bring revival today in the lives in the ministry that we have that God stewarded us to. And so I'm excited about those five R's. Is that a five-step program to get you where you want to be, or is it a continual process of going through those five steps? Yeah, I think it's a process of going through, Eric. That's a great question. I think as we go through that with that filter in our mind, how can we reclaim? How can we reimagine? You know, the disciples probably never thought, hey, let's use the Internet to reach the world for Christ. You know, but... <laughs> but you know, that's our world, right? And, and we could through social media or we could through, you know, digital podcasts, we could through radio, you know, use, man, this opportunity that God's given us to really reach, I mean, thousands and millions of people for Christ. And so let's reimagine that and, and then pray for revival, that revival would come, that God would change the hearts and lives of people. Where else do we see Jesus and maybe even the, the early disciples using business principles when it comes to ministry? Yeah, I mean, I think if you go to the early church, right, you look there at the early church that started to grow, you get to Acts chapter 6, and 
And the disciples like, hey, we don't have time to you know, work on sermons and, you know, pray. And so they called out men who are full of wisdom in the Holy Spirit and gave them the delegation of, you know, taking care of the widows. And so you saw that the church grew then as they empowered others. And I think that's that delegation process. Then you, you see, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, right? It's like, wow, they lied about money. So, you know, you need to be good stewards. We need to have financial integrity and transparency. You see Barnabas who comes and sells a field and lays the money at the feet of the apostles and says, hey, here's all of it. Use it for God's glory. So they're stewarding that, you know, and the church grew. I mean, the church grew, you know, from 120 believers to 3,000 to 5,000 to 20,000 to to where we are today. So I think they were really wise in how they led uh, back then. You know, here in South Florida, we're blessed to have a church that sees it as one of their goals to teach business principles to the world, not just to their their members. The church really should be the place where people are coming for those those uh, business leadership goals, aren't? Isn't this the place they should be at? Yes. Oh, Eric, you're exactly right, and and I think the church should stand out in this area. And if we do ministry, right, and we do business the way that God's called us to, then people are going to be attracted to that. And if we steward the resources God's given us well, you know, and we manage, we, you know, we give our first 10%, we tithe, uh, we save the next 10%, and then we live on 80%, we live below our means. And how radical is that in the world today, right? Especially in our country where it's so much, you know, over in debt and the fear and the worry that comes with that. And, but yet God wants us to have freedom when it comes to money. God wants us to enjoy it. God's blessed us. And so how we use that for his glory matters to God, I think. But I think for, for so long, maybe there was this separation when you think church, okay, ministry yeah. or, or business and ministry, those are polar opposites maybe. And if we align them too close, closely, there might be some issues there. Um, have you seen that type of kind of concern, I should say, mm. in the church that oh, yeah. incorporating too many business principles might be uh, maybe conflict of interest in some way? Yeah, great question, Bridget. I think, I think that is the struggle. So we can stay away from it. Uh, but, you know, God has also given us wisdom God, to praying, and God's given us some great people in our church who, who know great business principles. And so as pastors, we love people. You know, I'm a pastor. I love our congregation. I love the people in our city, our community. I just want to serve. But I also know that if I implement some good principles, I'll be able to maximize that ministry. I'll be able to do greater things for the glory of God. And so in areas where maybe I'm not the best, I can get people around me who have these gifts. And so I don't think business and ministry are mutually exclusive. I think if you look at some of the best churches out there that are really making a significant impact or the best nonprofits or Christian schools, I mean, they're implementing things from the business world, and they're taking those principles, right? Truth is truth, and God created it all. And so for us to be organized, for us to be wise, for us to have the gift of administration uh, and leadership, you know, these are all from the Holy Spirit, and let us use those for God's glory. All right, so uh, Pastor Jeff is opening up the doors of his apartment or house, I don't know what it was, a few years back, and your wife is uh, got coffee all brewed for everybody and maybe tea if you yeah. want it, and you're sitting around in the living room starting this church, and you're like, this is going to be great, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. What, what are some things that you wish you knew back in the day that you knew now? Oh, that is, that's a great question. I can, I can think back to those days when— God called us to plant the church, and we had 15 people in an apartment clubhouse. 
uh, you know, and doing a Bible study on Thursday nights and just going, okay, God, <laughs> what's going to happen? I, I would love back then to just be even more faithful, that even more um, assured of God's presence. When God called us, you know, God's going to take care of us. And God's called you. God's got a calling on your life. And God's going to take care of you. And, and so often I would be nervous. I'd be stressed out. You know, there would be nights we didn't even know. We couldn't be at the apartment complex. We didn't know where to meet, you know. But God always provided. God always took care of us. And, and, and in my life, I've just tried to live by that principle. God is with me and God is for me. And, and God's sovereign over all of this. So let me just trust him. Let me follow him. And then let me be obedient and take that next right step. And I would love to have more of that confidence, that assurance in Christ back in those days. But man, God has been so faithful and all glory to him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, in addition to founding the church, you also started Justice and Mercy International. Can you tell us about this ministry? Yeah, Bridget, that's great. Uh, When we started, we had, like I said, 15 people in an apartment clubhouse. And we said, you know, it just can't be about us, right? Um, And so we Mm -hmm. said, "Let's, let's do a mission trip. And I had a friend in Texas who said, hey, uh, I've been starting some work. I've been reading about this country called Moldova. And I was like, where's Moldova? You know, so <laughs> I, I didn't even know at that time. Now everybody knows, right, because it borders Ukraine. Uh, but, you know, the statistic that got me was he said, you know, there's a country of 4 million and 60% of girls trafficked into prostitution in Eastern mm-hmm. Europe come out of this country of 4 million. And I got to tell you, it broke my heart. I mean, it was like the Holy Spirit just wrecked me right there. And I said, we got to do something. And so Eight months later, we took 18 people and went to Moldova and started working with orphans and vulnerable children, and uh, we fell in love with these kids. And then the next year, we went back, took two trips, and the next year, three trips. And then we started Justice and Mercy International because we said, we need, to, we need to build a houses over here. We need to have places where these kids can go because at 15, they have to leave the orphanage. And that's when they're so vulnerable. The girls, the boys end up in organized crime or in prison. And so we, as a church, we were meeting in a movie theater. And so the first property we ever owned was over in Moldova. And we bought a house over there for 15 girls. And now today we've got 45 full-time staff in Moldova. We've got four transitional homes, over a thousand plus kids that we take care of that are sponsored. Um, And so all glory to God. But just seeing that life change, um, man, it's been incredible. Is the key business principle then, as we talk about the business of ministry, here I am, Lord, send me? Is that is that probably the key to all of this? I think it is. I mean, I think that's a big part of it, Eric, is stepping out in faith, you know, and being bold and, and then saying, okay, God, how can you use me? And, and when there's areas in my life that I feel you know, I can struggle, that praying about that, but then also finding godly people around you. You know, I hope the book will help. I mean, you know, just say, how can I do things better for the glory of God? There's other great resources out there, you know, being a part of a local church and having people around you, but always be willing to take that next step. Uh, Never get comfortable. Never sit on the sidelines, you know, when God's calling us to step out. We have a short time on this earth. You know, we we only have like 70, 80, 90 years, and then we're going to have eternity in heaven, which is going to be incredible. But what we do here matters. What we do here matters matters for the glory of God. So, man, that we would be faithful with what God's entrusted to us. The business of ministry, how to maximize God's resources for kingdom impact is the resource we've been talking about with the author, Jeff Simmons. You can get links to his website and the book at ericandbridget.org. Jeff, thank you so much for your time today mm-hmm. and your encourage- really your encouragement also. 
Oh, Eric, thanks for having me. And you and Bridget do an amazing job. And I'm praying for you guys and your ministry there in Florida. Blessings on you.